Are you ready to listen to a podcast? podcast. Here comes the Playhouse Podcast. Thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Find, subscribe, and listen. You guys are always welcome on the show. You can call or text anytime at 320-251-1047. Uh, I want to bring Brooke on the show. I got to just barely say hi during that song tour. What's going on? Hey, guys. Yeah, so my cousin... Uh, recently just won, like it was 75, but then it became 65 after taxes, but like had a huge casino win. Oh my God. Right? Talking like $65,000. $65,000 after everything was said and done is what Holy she's got. Cow. Right. All right. And so- was bragging about it, bragging about it. Um, and here's the deal. Her parents, well, pretty much everybody in her immediate family are like squalor. They're like struggling. They're like depression, like yeah. serious. And um, she's getting some lips done. I think she's got herself like a brand new closet, like is showing everything on social media. But yeah. she has like stated she's not going to be giving, she's not giving any handouts. Is, you know, I'm using my fingers here, quoting right. that. Like she doesn't want to help anybody. Sure. She wants to, because this is her money. This is her money. And she's well, being essentially very it's her I don't know money. How to she, won, it. she won the money. You know, it's the good people that are sitting there like, who could I help? But then there are people like your cousin that say charity starts in Mikasa. Um, have you tried to reach out to her and say you need to not be as selfish as you're being right now? I tried to send her like a message on social media because everybody for the family, like we're trying to plan family holidays, but we don't know. Like we don't want her pulling up on her Lamborghini as all the rest of us are struggling to pay, right. you know, for the heat and bring presents. And she wouldn't even answer because she thinks that everybody just wants money from her. And don't like get me wrong. I would probably want like the better gin in my martini if we went out for drinks. But- right. Yeah. But it's only sixty five thousand dollars, too. Right. It's not like she won ten million. There's like a big difference. Like sixty five grand is, hey, I've got these immediate bills. I want to pay these off and yeah. then I'm going to help people out. That's what I would think about that. You'd hope that karma comes back. Well, around. yeah, you said bill. She's getting her lips done, which is only a few yeah, grand, she's by the way, like a whole new person. Oh, yeah. All right. I don't know how you talk to someone like that because essentially it is her money and you can't tell somebody what to do with their money. But like, is that selfish? Is she being selfish? It sounds like it. a little bit of somebody selfish. else in your family, especially like your mom or dad needs yeah. the money Then I'd say that's being selfish. But that's just kind of me. And I'm super giving. We're going to. Yeah, right. We're going <laughs> to throw it out there and see if people feel I think it's one way or the other. Should she help her family out or is it OK to be a little selfish with the money that you want? Just talked to Brooke a couple of seconds ago where basically to summarize her call, her cousin won a bunch of money at the casino and her mom and dad, the mom and dad of the cousin, you know, her aunt and uncle need money and she's not willing to give them any. It doesn't seem like she's, you know, like, so the question is, if you want a bunch of money and your parents clearly need money, are you obligated obligated to give them money? I would love for Leanne, Anaya, Jeff. 8248-8549. All of you have really great angles uh, with what you're texting in. I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about it. Thoughts on this, Deb? I'm listening to the $65,000. What is this woman talking about? Is she out of her mind? That's not her money. That money doesn't belong to anybody but the one that won the money or got the money. Yeah, I agree with you and on that. But are you that person that would not help other no, people? No, I am not. I would help... At- I've been in this position, and I have helped. But yeah. it never stops. Once you start helping, then they want more, and they want more, and they have every sad story that there is. And I think it's just very presumptuous, presumptuous, I don't know, uh, rude for anyone to think that she should be obligated to give this money to other people. That's ridiculous. Yeah, very true. It's not. It doesn't belong to anybody else but her. But I think, yeah, when you see somebody 
could help monetarily family members that are really in need and they don't do it? I think it's puzzling. But then I want to ask, why are they in need? I know for a fact the reason my yeah. sister was in, in need is because she couldn't. She didn't want to work. Not that she couldn't work. She sure. didn't want to work. We are getting only one side of this story. You're right. Yeah, you should get that other one on the line. That would be amazing to hear because I just think that's absolutely baloney. Radio paparazzi. Kelly Rowland, I feel like she knows a different side of Chris Brown as the public knows him of what he did to Rihanna, but he had ended up winning at the AMAs. And the American Music Award goes to Chris Brown. I'm accepting this award on his behalf. Excuse me, chill out. But I want to tell Chris, thank you so much for making great R&B music. And I want to tell him, thank you for being an incredible performer. I'll take this award, bring it to you. I love you. Congratulations. And congratulations to all the nominees in this category. So internet kind of uh, blew up on her. Like, how can you be, how can you call yourself a girl's girl? And, um, And put yourself in that position when you could have just said... The award goes to, thank you so much for joining us here at the AMA. That's a slippery spot. So uh, something tells me that they've got a a little bit more of a a deeper friendship. And she may have said, yeah, you did really wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to forgive you. And maybe she sees something different in him. Even Rihanna has come out, though, and said, I have forgiven him. Let's just move on. It's hard. I mean, that was a really, 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 really despicable act. Yeah. It's very hard. So um, I guess good on Kelly for sticking up for what she believes. So Britney Spears, you could hear that she's kind of like, um, I have been recorded and taped without my knowledge for most of my life. So please don't do this to me, husband. I'm always live. Because you're always live. Always live. Can I show you or no? Huh? Can I show you? Show me what? I'm live. What are you talking about? Can I turn the camera on? I don't need to see anything i know but you're always live i'm always live i jump okay. in i have nothing to say i don't okay. want to talk to them right Sounds now good. this is what's called instagram live but we're ending it now so have a good night and then she immediately deleted her instagram she did so i'm sure that that was a big conversation do not come up and instagram live me i'm the biggest star in the world yeah i find That's it crazy. hard to believe that n- most people don't want to just be sprung on you know facebook or instagram live but imagine if you're britney and all of a sudden yeah. you turn around and somebody's got you live bad look i think we knew this about drew barrymore she has lived quite a life we have seen it unfold since she was like what five years old yeah. uh, but she talks a little bit more about a certain aspect of her oh, life oh i'm right a now. dirty bird i think so yeah but just like in the corners of my mind where i never will tell it's just for me listen i've tried everything you really huh i've done everything that's why i'm so boring now oh yeah. Tried it and didn't like it. I think that that's what happens. You get. You, I lived a crazy life before I met Derek. And we were even crazy, like, for the first year we were together. And then I'm like, I'm going to just go all vanilla on you. And we'll fall in love and the rest is history. That's a good look. Yeah. Blowing out the candles today, Nikki and Brie Bella are 39. Michael Strahan is 51. And quarterback Troy Aikman is 56. Let's begin now. Look at that. Beginning of a short week. Weather is getting, I mean, there's a good chance that by the time we get on the radio next Monday morning, there will be no snowpack left. Really? Yeah, it's going to warm up enough this week where uh, there's going to be virtually no snow. And that's good for Thanksgiving traveling holiday weekend. (sighs) Short week. It feels like we're compressing everything into a couple of days to be able to take a couple of days off, but that's the way it works. How was your weekend? Uh, It was good. It was um, 
packed like from Friday on. So I took Liam and a friend right after school on Friday to the community center for like swimming and stuff like that. And then went and uh, did Air Max on Saturday. I really like that place. Like Jason has it so it's so clean. Um, but there was this 35 year old guy in with kids 10 and under in the dodgeball. Sure he wasn't area. like an uncle. Just roided up. And he was just, he was throwing, he couldn't have thrown them harder if he tried. Like when it hit the trampoline, it would smack and like the Skip sound off. would, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the kids would leave. And the mom he dominated. I, I don't know if it was the mom or the girlfriend. She's like filming him. She's like, Alex, you're so funny. Like that. He was and 35 though. Like well, he was old. He was old. And I was looking at her like, get him out of there. He looks like a lunatic. The kids are not having fun. That would be me. The six-year-olds are getting it in the middle of the back. Yeah. <laughs> like they have no breath left. And I'm like, get him out of there. And then we had a couple of friends ask us to go to bingo at the golf course. Can I ask you how that went? That was, it was a lot of fun because the company was really cool and we were having drinks and stuff like that. But I lost 30 bucks in like one hour. And you know me and gambling and like losing money like that. Yeah. If it didn't go to the veterans, I'd be so upset. But that was it. Celebrated Derek's 19th year sober. So that was really cool. What do you guys do to celebrate that? That's interesting. I went out and drank. I was the worst. But So let me get this right. Your way of rewarding your husband on another year of sobriety, which yeah. knows he he knows and has taken the conscious efforts yes. to make a better life for not only himself, but all those around him. Your way of saying congratulations, honey, on the strength and the knowledge to know that you're a better person without this is to go drink it all myself. Hindsight 2020 probably wouldn't have done it. You are what I would call a tremendous wife and partner. Yeah. And somebody who really only thinks <laughs> of others. Um, Good he Lord. was mocking me yesterday. He's like, oh, and it's one more drink. It's <laughs> but he didn't mind. He was, I love that he's got the strength to do that. I got him a, a big meal to celebrate. You know, his love language is food. So yeah. I was like, all right, let's get you a big quesadilla. And then you can uh, just so not that's win. It. Happy 19th year of sobriety. Here is a giant yeah. chunk of Mexican food. Get after it. We won our basketball tournament yesterday. That was freaking. We didn't just win. Like we to dominate. won. Nice. It was Awesome, and the Way boys are so skilled. It was so fun to watch. Went to B Dubs, watched the game after, and then I went to bed at six thirty. So did Derek. Last night we went to bed at six thirty. Six thirty. I was up ready for the day at nine forty-five last night. <laughs> I was like, I slept that hard. That's how oh. tired I was from all the drinking I did to celebrate my husband's nineteen years over. This 20-foot Nile crocodile that locals have named Gustav is said to have eaten 300 people over Jeez. the years. So I don't know how it has that eluded right. officials for that long. It's an enormous crocodile, said to be like 100 years old. Yeah, those things live a lot longer than we do. His attacks go back to like 1987. Isn't that crazy? <sighs> people have tried to like trap or kill but failed over the years. This thing is still out there. Jeez. Has eaten 300 people. That is nuts. And weird. And weird. There's some audio that surfaced on Friday, and I was like, McDonald's? This is where you want to get a tattoo? Some guy got busted for tattooing a juvenile. You could say he got a McTat. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> you know, I say a lot of stuff in Lawrence County, but as far as that, shop. It's ridiculous for the people who's doing it, for the people who's letting it happen. It takes away from us people who's worked hard to actually do that. When you have a tattoo, you bleed, and 
you know, blood gets on the table. People go in there and eat. Very oh. yep, That's where I'm at, too, right? I don't have yeah. a problem with the location. I get it's not the most sanitary place in the history of the world. It's got to meet FDA standards, right? Like, uh, uh, you got They were just doing it in the corner. It was, it's crazy. Somebody was getting their food, food through so they, the drive-thru, and they look through, and they see this younger ki- that a kid, an obvious child. Were they doing like a, a, a big ballpoint pen tattoo, or did this guy have a tattoo gun? I don't know. The video that was on, you, you just see the kind of the back of the guy and the person <sighs> getting their tattoo, but I'm like, what? That's crazy. I got one of my tattoos while I was on the air. Okay, but by a professional. Yeah, right. Okay. So we had done this, uh, this deal with the, the tattoo parlor, and they tattooed me. It took like an hour and a half over the course of my show. Yeah. And it was kind of funny because in the background, you could hear mm-hmm. and then I you know, put the microphone up to the guy that was tatting me. And I'm like, you know, what's it, you know, how'd you get into the business? So we spent like an hour and a half talking in between songs yeah. and getting my tattoo. So I guess I got one that wasn't in a tattoo parlor. Have you, I mean, your daughter Reagan got going. Yeah. They, uh, in class. Those idiots. They, uh, <laughs> her and a bunch of her knucklehead friends ordered some kind of tattoo kit off Amazon. Which is too cheap. And they started tattooing each other in their friend's basement like it, it's not giant like skull and crossbones tattoo across their back but like yeah. on her ribs she's got like five little dots for all five of her friends in that group or whatever and i was like we found out about it when she was 16 when we had so to, dangerous we get her hip surgery we're like all right finally let's take care of it so it doesn't hurt you anymore yeah. and the nurse comes on and she goes oh you know i had to verify all the body marks you guys know about that tattoo and i excuse me i would have Given well, anything and they, to tell, be there. they tell us right as she's going into surgery. Yeah. So I couldn't go in there and yell at her because she's all doped up, like she's knocked out. Yeah. She came out of surgery. I ripped <laughs> into her. Uh, Doug, well, first off, what's the tattoo, Doug? Like, what is it of? Well, it is a skull that's wearing kind of a Nordic helmet, uh, a Viking helmet. Oh, like the insurgents so guy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. We all know that image now. And uh, where did you get it? That wasn't a tattoo parlor? Uh, on my, well, it was in a prison cell, actually. Okay. <laughs> oh, do tell now. I, I don't even was, care why you were there. Just tell me more. I about do. The- why were you in jail? <laughs> uh, it was for uh robbery. Okay. Uh, uh, stupid act. Yeah, I get it. Everybody makes, everybody makes mistakes. So, uh, was this with like a ballpoint pen and a lighter? Is that what this is? Uh, no, uh, we actually made a tattoo gun uh, from a hair uh, clippers. Uh, you can oh, pretty that much motor, make a, yeah. uh, a gun, yeah, from pretty much any motor, uh, rotary motor. So, uh, I mean, guys were making them out of hard drive motors, um, out of computers. Yeah, um, you can steal those, and yeah, uh, those are called uh, uh, Jolly Rancher motors. I guess Jolly Rancher. How inventive. Yeah. And did you want this or did Bubba make you? Stop. No, <laughs> no. I, this I'm was something joking. I wanted. I kind of feel a badge of honor because I did serve a little bit of time. And, uh, you know, just so I could have something to, to remember it by. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, obviously I never want to go back. Yeah. And, uh, Were you ever concerned yeah. about the, the health? Well, uh, like- you know, I made the ink and made the setup. Um, with the needles and all the and stuff, so and it was a brand new gun, so okay. um, and we did it hygienic, as hygienic as we could, um, obviously uh, rubber gloves and all that. But so the other yeah. guy that's tattooing you in your jail cell at the time, he was qualified to do this, or was just you were going on his well, word? No, cause... he had actually done about fifteen years in Stillwater Prison, and actually had uh, a pretty good. Repertoire. Oh, yeah, you got to trust a guy like that. Yeah. Uh, a decent uh, uh, 
yeah, he had done this a lot, and I had saw, I'd seen a lot of his work. You'd asked around and uh, you know made sure that he had you know a good rating on uh, on all sorts of websites <laughs> as far as nice being portfolio a portfolio yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where is it on your body? Do you, you say your leg? Uh, on my shoulder. Shoulder. On your shoulder. All right. Well, you're not the only one. Many people texting in that they got theirs in jail as well. Here's my question. You're doing this, and it's obviously out, out in the open. You got rubber gloves on. You made your own ink. You oh, stole no, you a... somebody sitting outside the cell watching when they're doing rounds, and then every yeah. time they do a round, obviously you're, you know, um, hiding, uh, you know, the person that's not supposed to be in the cell. Sure. And then... Um, yeah. On a a scale of one to 10, Doug, the guy that tattooed you, what's the quality of your tat, your jail tat? You know, I've showed it to people that actually do tats and they've given it compliments. Really? You could always text us a photo, by the way. Can you do that? Uh, I'll do that when I get home. Yeah, Yeah, sure. You know, all joking aside, uh, I really appreciate that you called and you're so honest and that you're completely reformed. And, you know, you can only hope that when somebody goes to prison or jail, that that's the only time that they're going to get out and be like, got to switch my life around. So hats off to you. You got any more tats now that you're out? Thank you very much. What's that? Do you get any more tats? Uh, Nope, not yet. I'm going. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, yeah, shoot us a picture. I'd love to see this. Thanks for your honesty this morning. All right, thank you much. Have a blessed day. You guys have a great day. You too. Explain the loyalty trend to me, please. Okay, it's not catfishing, but it's it's being deceitful yes. through the internet, which I think is where we are all going wrong. But what happens is the loyalty test, you or you have somebody that you know that can keep a secret, test the person that you're with, test their loyalty, like creep into their DMs and say, hey. I'm just wondering. You're pretty cute. I feel like we would be a good match to see if they would bite. Boy, on you just that don't hook. have any trust if you do this, right? You think you you think you've been hurt and you have trust issues if you even do this to somebody you think you I might think like or love. Most of the time, those are the people that do it that have been. Now scorned. that might not be your fault, right? That might you might have been in a committed relationship and that other person did you wrong, mm-hmm. and therefore you're a little testy and you're a little jumpy and a little twitchy about getting into another relationship. I kind of get that. If but is that is that the way we're going to test this stuff? I mean, that's the wrong way to start a relationship, isn't it? Yeah, but some people don't want to waste time. Some people are like, I don't want to waste a year on somebody. And six of those months, he's creeping around the internet. And- that person texted us over the weekend. Her name is Allison. She's online too. You definitely do this, right? Um, yeah, I do. Actually, my friend and I have been doing this for years to guys. Um, we've been able to weed out so many dirt bags. Um, and specifically, my ex of three years, she one time messaged asking if he wanted to meet up to relieve some stress. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. he, didn't even, he didn't even hesitate. No way. So Jeez. after three years, he was willing to throw it all away with some rando that slid into his DMs. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, like I said, these guys are dirtbags. It's it's better to know than, than, you know, six years down the road, potentially married with a kid. Yeah. Well, how how early do you start this? Because I would think if you just start dating a guy... They're probably going to act like that because maybe they're not going to feel. Yeah, they're not. They're like, not completely solidified in a relationship if it's yeah. just dating. Yeah, I think like after they say "I love you" is a good okay. time to check. Okay, so that's the Mendoza line. So you like wait for that moment, huh? You're like, he said, "I love you." Let's he said, go. "I love you." Let's see if we can catch him cheating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, uh, thank, I appreciate you calling your honesty here, but man, that's a tough way to live, isn't it? Yes. 
I think always being so doubtful. I have only been cheated on once, and that was by my ex-fiance. And I didn't bring that into my next relationship. It was something that you just got to move on and not go back to that dumpster every single time. Some people keep picking the same kind of people. This loyalty test thing, and it's a TikTok trend, so I get it. You're doing it for show. But, man, there's feelings involved here. Yeah, and I think if you have the instinct and maybe an inkling into him or her stepping out, you know already if they're capable of that. So what you do is you have one of your friends DM him or her, whatever the deal is. Or you yourself could make up like a fake one, and then you DM them and you say, you know, hey, girl, hey, hey, buddy, I think you're pretty hot. See, <laughs> you're see I could never Casanova. do it because I'm such a loser. <laughs> but like... Yeah, you try to, you know, say say the right things and see if they bite on that hook. And if they do, then you're like, ha, gotcha. See, this is where I'll never have a problem. The good thing about being ugly is that this you automatically know it's a joke, it's a scam, or somebody's trying to pull one over if this would happen on me. Yeah. If anybody would ever slide into one of my DMs being like, oh my gosh, I really love hearing you on the radio. You're so good looking. I would just go. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted a guy with no eyebrows. Oh. <laughs> You're such a, I, just, I would immediately go, what kind of a loser are you to think that this would be something you'd want to. Be? That's sad. You need to have some more confidence. Like, why are, why are you? Did I'm a realist. I, no, I'm just a realistic human being. I see myself when I get out of the shower every morning. <laughs> Nobody wants right, this. Right. Uh, but this is kind of going on in your life right now. So I was just listening, and I have a crazy story. Okay. I'm not friends with this girl. It's my ex-sister, but okay. I know she's married, and her husband just wrote me on one of my pictures, and he made it oh. private to where he could just write me directly and was like, the um, all I wanted to say was damn or something like that. But I know he's married to my ex's sister, and I'm like, I should show, I should tell her. You well, yeah, feel like I, you want to tell her, or you, do you? How do you know for sure that he, he's not just being nice? To say damn on my pictures, I don't feel like that's appropriate. Yeah, I don't know. Was are you with anybody? By the way, yes, I'm with somebody. Do you think you're somebody? Asked him to message you to see oh, if you're like, oh, this you is like where these it gets pictures, crazy. huh? Yeah. No, I don't think he did. I don't think he did because I live in a totally different state, and this ex I haven't spoke to in like four or five. But like, I was just like, they still talk to me on yeah. like Facebook and social media, and it's just so weird that I know you're married. You know you're married. I know your wife. Oh, man. I would do screenshots, to be honest with you, because you have to look at this like, is she going to keep wasting her? If he's doing this to you and he knows you, imagine what he's doing to other women that he Why does do not know. want these problems? Like, these are problems you didn't have a couple of days ago and you are now going to have for a long time if you do that. That's why I haven't been yet because it was last night and I just woke up to it this morning and I was like, ah. Yeah, you don't want these problems. Good morning from the Playhouse. is Kat and JJ. Thanks for making us part of your morning. This is, when you accuse somebody of doing something that never happened, I think you're at the bottom of the gutter. This is, uh, uh, this is something that kids did and didn't think about the fact that everything on buses, most, of bu- most buses out there are recorded. So they jumped the gun. And these kids called 911 on their bus driver saying that this person was doing heinous things 
when it wasn't even true? Yeah, they're just beyond really on the bus. So she pulls over to kind of address that, but they're not wanting to listen to her. We got called from a few students on the bus who were claiming there was an assault by the bus driver. We were able to review the video of the, the driver in the bus and saw that no students were assaulted, nobody was pushed, uh, nobody was hit with a broom or any of the allegations that were made Ooh, by the students. God, that's a disturbed child. I, to make up stuff like that, that could children. ruin someone's life. This was more than one child. So one child oh. called 911. The other one texted 911 we're being beat up by our bus driver not even realizing that poor bus driver got and you know what yeah. in our society right now it is so especially on social media guilty till proven innocent yeah they had to go back and review all the tape to prove this bus driver innocent that poor person now being the age i am she was maybe just a little bit older than me but my bus driver darlene now being the age i am i look back and i'm like oh, she put up with a lot They're of saints. Stuff. They are. She had a little bit of an attitude, which is why we gave it back. But I also realized when Liam started school, I'm like, I don't want him on the bus. Like I learned a lot of things and I sat in the back of the bus. That's where you learn a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm not too proud to say what I learned. Like, yeah, I know terminology. you keep doing the motions okay, here. Okay, sorry, but we I mean, it. I learned what that was, mm-hmm. and I was in, like, sixth grade. I was so innocent. Hey, I learned. Real quick, Tabby, what'd you learn on the bus that we should know about? Like, you, it was a good or a bad thing? Um, It was a good thing. Oh, okay. So, oh. like, in middle school, those little, um, like, keychain things, I used to sit in the back of the bus, too, so I was a troublemaker. Like the Tamagotchi, is that what they were, were called? Our- yeah, okay. so I probably taught other people bad stuff, but they taught me good stuff. Okay. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, my they taught me how to use these Tamagotchis, and I had ADHD in school. So those things were like life-saving to me. Really? When I needed a break or something, it was on my backpack, and it, I got to take two minutes just so, you know, go feed my Tamagotchi or whatever. Yeah. And then it was like resetting my brain, and like it was like the greatest thing ever. That's awesome. Did your teachers go along with that, or were they like, stop playing with your little game over there? Um, so obviously, you know, people took advantage of it, but yeah. like for me, it really did help. So I take, you know, like the 30 seconds to a minute and that would like reset my brain and yeah. it just, it just worked for me. So they let me do it. I don't know. I thought we were only going to get bad news stories here, Tabby. So I'm glad that you called. I hope you have a really good morning. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks you for too. being on the show. Yeah. So- Are other parents like me where you're just like, I don't know. I like, I don't know all the kids individually in my neighborhood. I'm sure they're pretty good kids but when kids are all together it's like lord of the flies sometimes there's nobody that will talk sense into them or say yeah we probably shouldn't say that out loud there are seven-year-olds on the bus i'm single-handedly responsible for ruining a lot of children on the bus uh because being the son of a military guy i knew all the stuff first sure my dad didn't have much of a filter with me and i'd hear him talking a lot of things to a lot of guys, and yeah. they didn't care that a six or a seven-year-old was around soaking it all in. So I shared a lot of that stuff. So let me break down. I've started a small list of bad things that I taught people on the bus. Yeah. So I'll break that down for you, but I'm still looking for yours. I'm not proud to say a few things that we did on our bus, but I definitely did not call 911 on my bus driver and falsify claims which is what happened in Ohio. I just can't believe they more than one child did this, but I do remember one day all the older kids on the back of the bus. So I was in sixth grade. They were in eighth grade. I was one block away from my house and 
they were in the back and they were like, you ready? You ready to go? And they pull the emergency door uh, open and we all jump out and scatter. And all you see is is uh, our bus driver just running after us. And then she locked the door or whatever. And we had to have like a, an aide sit back there after that to make I was sure nobody did that. fourth grade and it was right after my birthday. I have an October birthday. And... There were some like first and second graders sitting in front of us yeah. and our bus would have to pick up from our neighborhood and then it would have to go. It went to the little Lutheran school first, dropped off like two or three kids. Mm-hmm. Then it circled over to the Catholic school and I gave and I said I had five. I had five dollars of birthday money. Yeah. And I bet one of these little first or second graders five dollars and the nuns would stand outside and welcome the bus yeah. and all the children. in. I go, I bet you five dollars. You won't stick your ass out that window. And this little kid pulled down his pants and mooned horrible. the nuns for $5. So I'll never feel great about that. But Marissa, can you top it? What happened on the bus? What'd you learn? Keep it semi-clean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much I can say about it. Okay. Um, but when I was growing up, I learned about, um, like, moaning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Kids do that all the time. My eight-year-old. They do, and that's it's it's universal because my eight year old came home the other day and she yeah. rides the bus, and she says, "Mom, what does it mean when I say mm, daddy?" And she did it, and I was like, "How do I explain to an eight year old what this is?" Oh my god. Yeah, this this I happened all last school year. They would be like, mm, like in practice, and I would be like, yeah. "Oh my god, knock it off!" And they're like, "Why are you getting so mad? What does it even mean?" And I'm what not a, I'm not their parent, so I'm not going to sit there and explain it to them, you know, just to get a phone call that night. Like, why are you talking to my kid about this? But on the ski lift, mm, I'm just like, knock it off, yep. knock it off. So does this hit you? It in was like the a- first time that I. Oh, go ahead. Uh, does this hit you on like uh, you're like all of a sudden in the car by yourself? You're going to get groceries, then thinking about your eight year old innocently going, "Oh, daddy!" Right? Like, oh my god, I can't even. It's so bad. <laughs> I couldn't even explain to her what it was. Like we usually try to talk through things, but this was the first time. I just was like, "This is something you don't say. Just yeah. don't do it and don't ask questions." <laughs> oh, that's great. I'm so glad you called. I hope you have a really good day today. <laughs> that is. Thank you. Have a good day. Funny. I can't even tell you just like how many sports practices these boys would do that. All you'd hear all over the field, all over the court. Uh, That's great. Uh, My my list, I shortened it up here real quick for brevity. But the two big things that I I was guilty of on the bus is, uh, number one, I knew the um, not clinical terms for all the female body parts. Yeah. And I thought it would be a good idea to teach everybody on the bus those. Mm-hmm. So um, some probably derogatory, some probably pretty accurate, but not what you would find in a medical dictionary. Uh, and you then the still other thing, call it a Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing that I learned, and I, I, I use it to this day, and I learned how to pick a, a twist lock, like a, a combination master lock, a combination lock. Okay. I can pick any of them. Because I learned how to do, there was a kid named Jake, Jake Zern, who was a juvenile delinquent from the first day. Like he was the guy that went to the alternative school and then came back because he was too mean for the alternative school. (laughs) And then he was in in juvie and then he came back. But he taught us really young how to, because we all had locks for our lockers, right? Yeah. And I remember one of my friends was like, I can't figure, he couldn't get it off his backpack. 
You know, he'd put the lock on his backpack sure. during break or whatever, and he couldn't get it off there. He goes, here, give me that. Boop, and he picked it. I go, dude, how did you do that? I was fascinated by it. Yeah. And I've still had to do it. And uh, here's the worst. When you go to the gym and you slap a lock on there, if it looks like someone else's and you don't remember which, I've done it now three times where I've been, dang it, I can't remember what my code is. And it's, or it's not working, so I'll pick it based on the feel, mm-hmm. and it'll be somebody else's locker. Do I have to brace myself for not having a partner in the future because they're going to catch no. you on camera no, no, and no. it's going to go no, out I always there lock and... in and put it back, but I know I can do that thanks to the bus. Okay. Oh. I've been dating a girl for about a, a year now. I'm getting work done on my home. She was nice enough to let me move into her place while my work was getting done. I was going to propose to her in our new home after the renovations, but after learning some things, I want to know if these are red flags. Number one, she's angry every morning, like bitchy. Every morning, not just some mornings. When I ask her, she says, I'm not a morning person. Okay. Now, remember, that's what he led with, all right? So I would assume that that's the most important or the one that's bugging him the most. Number two, she's a slob. There's always dishes in the sink. She leaves everything laying around. She never cleans. Number three, she never flushes, even after a number two. So that last one's pretty awful. Um, but I would say out of all of them, <clears throat> what would get me would be the the slob because not the that's, fact that that person you say you love can't just be freaking nice to you i don't know not a lot of people can adjust to the morning as well as we can i'm at a point but, in my life where if you just can't be ground level kind yeah get the hell out of here but this could be a blessing in disguise to see all this before this here's the good. other thing what if she's like skylar what if she's super hot would you put up with all this you know, I, I used to be one of those persons. The towels had to be perfectly lined up on the uh, oven. The cans had to be perfectly turned around where you could read the labels. He just got to figure out if his love is stronger than those things that drive him absolutely nuts. Yeah. I mean, say- all of these things could be, rel- aside from the duty in the toilet, but, like, they could be relative to him. Like, what's what's crabby? You know, like, maybe she just doesn't want to talk for a couple of hours and sip her coffee. What's slobby? Uh, the hand towels not being evenly aligned. I don't know this guy. Tyler, wouldn't you expect that if you're going to email the radio station about this, that it probably isn't a question to begin with? And, and for me, I he he's, he's showing a little bit of his weakness as well by not talking to her about these uh, things. Yeah. He's got he's to he's talk to her, and if she can't change or they can't compromise... And then the relationship's doomed. What could be what could be bad is that if he does bring it up to her, and then she's like, "Oh no, I am about to lose that ring," uh, and I was planning on moving in with this guy, I should behave myself until I lock it down. Uh (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I know I know women that could do that. So, all right. Well, hey, I appreciate your input this morning, Skylar. You're always the best. Have a great day. Most definitely, most definitely. You guys have a beautiful day. Hello, Amy. How you feeling today? Amy. Amy. Oh, I'm here. Oh, sorry. Are we bothering you? I didn't hear my name. No. (laughs) So, Amy, first, Um, let's start with this. Uh, Tell me you at least flush every time you go potty, especially after our number two. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you're compatible with Jeff. What about the other lady here? Do you think these are all red flags? Um, Yeah, I would definitely say no. But I think first, uh, the number one thing of our relationship is communication. Right. She should communicate with her first, you know, but, you know. It's a young yeah. it's a young relationship here, too, is what I'm getting. Is like they've been together for about a year, but, like, you know, it, she, I think here's where he's caught. 
my house is getting worked on. I'd probably be in a hotel for a few weeks, or I'd have to rent a place for a month. She's nice enough to let me stay. And so that kind of accelerates the relationship a little bit. Now I'm realizing that she can't even be nice to me in the morning. That would be That's my biggest red flag. You're telling me I'm thinking about trying to make this forever, and you can't just be nice. You can't even just smile and say hello or good morning. But, like, Amy, you're right about this. What if he brings it up to her and she's heard this before, and then she's like, dang. My last relationship said the same thing. Maybe I need to work on some stuff. Yeah, then she just needs to look in the mirror and, yeah, you know? Sounds scared. What she's doing, but, I mean, it's so early in the relationship and to be angry or crabby like that in the morning, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's probably not going to work. Plus the poops. I think both of the the other two, aside (laughs) from the toilet situation, can be an easy fix. I really do, but that... Toilet thing, that's such a habit. Like, I just, I pull it up my pants and then I just turn, like, my arm just does it. You know, I just flush it. But my sister, my sister Lizzo, I'm going to be honest with you, because she has an older house. So I don't know if you know anybody like this, but she's so worried that something is going to back up or wreck her septic system. She won't flush? No, this is what she makes guests do. And I am considered a guest. I go to her house if I have to use the restroom and you have to go, not number one, number two, you have to, wipe and then put it in the trash can nope, and then take your nope, bag out nope, to the nope, garbage can nope, outside. This nope, is my sister. Oh my nope, God. nope. 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 I don't think I'd be going to my sister's. <laughs> I know. I don't, I don't love anyone that much. If my wife, if I came home today and my wife looked at me and she said, Hey, I think just for the sake of humanity that we need to wipe our butts and then put it in the garbage can and then take it outside. Yeah. Then it's over. I love her. I yeah. really do. And I'm, I'm happy with my family. But I that's lied it. to her that's and a, say I went number one. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I, I would do the same thing. I would flush every time. Yeah, I do. I can't. I don't even care. Thing. All right. We're out of control. Amy, right. have a great morning. Thank you for being part of our show. You too. Bye-bye. When did this start with Emma? When she moved into her house. She's always lived the <sighs> let it not on, mellow on, life, but this this one is so she disturbing. city water? City sewer. Yeah. So it's going to go into a pipe, into the city function, and it's going to get sorted out. And she now makes you wipe your butt and then put that in a garbage can and then take it outside. And my mom's always like, "Mm, makes sense. Makes sense. I'm like, not an ounce of it does. No, no, no. And I'm not doing it. I refuse. You know what made sense? If you had an indoor commode, Little House on the Prairie style. Yeah. That's when it made sense. You should call her. You should call her and ask her why she's so weird. Wipe till you're clean. Put them all in the bag. Tie the bag shut, walk it out to her garage where the garbage is. But you know what? She's one of those do as I say, not as I do. Because I guarantee on a 40 below windchill day, she will not take her her poop bag out there. Damn hippies are ruining everything. (laughs) You really are. You're on city water. You know what also amazes me, and I'm sure a lot of people think this way, is like, how can you grow up with other humans and then be completely different? What happened? Look at you and Tanya. But me and my brother, Michael, and my brother, Casey, were all very much the same. Super chill. Oh, you mean you put your toilet paper in the toilet empathetic. and flush it? We flush our poop toilet paper. But her, she like comes out of nowhere. And she'll hit you with the white witchery and the <laughs> the urine on the driveway to de-ice. And yeah. it's just like, ah! The Playhouse podcast is made possible thanks to Bradshaw and Brian Law Offices. Catch the live show weekdays from 530 to 9 on 1047 KCLD. Now, share this with a friend.